people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the Let's Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 79 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Chelio, alongside... Adam Casucci. And uh, we hope you guys have missed us a little bit, but we are back and we're ready to keep going here for our new season. This season we will be having a lot of special guests. Some of our listeners are going to come on, talk about the Raptors, um, their opinions, answer some fun questions and all that. So uh, follow us on rap, uh, Instagram at Rapsville for NBA News Raptors content. And if you guys DM us, you guys can possibly get on the show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and on here, please like and subscribe. Leave your comments down below. Um, we're going to start by recapping some of the games that we've missed in the past uh, week and a bit in between the seasons. Um, so, Adam, if you're okay with that, we're going to start there. Yeah. All right. So now we got the first game here, the Toronto Raptors versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you guys remember this game, it is, was pretty much the battle of the Montreal natives, Chris Boucher versus Lou Dort. Chris Boucher came out on top with 31 points, 12 rebounds on 10 for 16 shooting versus Lou Dort's 29 points on 9 for 15 shooting. The Raptors took that one, 112-106. It was a great game. Fun to watch. Back and forth, kind of right near the end, right where it was getting really close. Chris Boucher hit a dagger, and then Lou Dort made a bucket. It was literally a back and forth matchup with some help from Gary Trent Jr. putting up 23 points. Uh, even Malachi Flynn off the bench with 15. And then Ken Birch, also Montreal native, contributing his own 7-6. and six. So I thought that was just a fun game in general. And we did come away with it. So it was a good win to start getting ourselves on the right track towards possibly getting a playoff shot. So the next game is Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. Once again, coming out with a victory, 114-103. Uh, this game, honestly, there's a couple contributors here. Uh, OG and Siakam were the big boys, 25 points and 27 points respectively. But you also had Van Vliet, 17 points contributing, and Lowry, 14. But they both shot the ball pretty poorly, 5 for 13 from the field for Freddie and 4 for 12 from the field from Lowry. Um, but we did manage to come out on top. You know, Brooklyn, they were severely undermanned. Kyrie Irving, it was the one-man show. He had 28, 11, and 8, and three steals and a block. He pretty much was doing everything he possibly could, but he didn't have a, uh, that much support. Um, you know, he, Blake Griffin didn't do much, only nine points. Landry Shamit and uh, Harris didn't do much. The only other contributor was uh, Bruce Brown, who <laughs> proved to be quite a bit of a problem. He had 21 points, 14 rebounds. You said it, Adam, right? One of the yeah. best rebounding guards you've seen, um, getting these putback dunks, attacking the inside very strongly. Now he's obviously injured, but he was a very tough person to keep contained during that game. Yeah, I, I feel like Bruce Brown is a great guy to match up with, with guys like Kyrie, uh, Durant, and Harden, since those guys have such great playmaking ability. They can just give him the ball and, and, and score the easy two because they'll be getting a lot of the attention, a lot of, a lot on double teams, a lot of kickouts. So Bruce Brown will probably be the guy receiving the ball at the end uh, to make an easy shot or uh, just just keep passing it and kick it out for a better shot. So I think he did well this game and he rebounds the ball, like you said, Gabe, amazing for a guard. Yeah. And then on to the third game, Toronto Raptors versus the New York Knicks. This one, we fell short, sadly. Um, it was a close game for the most part. The fourth quarter is really where things got out of hand. We lost that quarter 32-20, to 20, and that pretty much uh, sealed the deal. The Knicks had the, the biggest lead was kind of near the end there, but for the most part before that, it was kind of close. 
The problem was that we couldn't contain, obviously, their star player and who they believe is an MVP candidate, Julius Randle, who had 31 points and 10 rebounds on 10 for 17 shooting, and then add R.J. Barrett making a bunch of jumpers, helping him out, taking off some pressure. He had 25 points, 12 boards, and then smaller contributors. Reggie Bullock with 16, shooting the three ball well. Derrick Rose with 19, kind of just being hard to guard and being very crafty, slithery. Um, the combination of them four proved to be too much for the Raptors. We had uh, Van Vliet put up a great performance, 27 points, 5 boards, 11 assists, 10 for 20 shooting, and OG 27 points, 9 for 16 shooting, 6 three balls. Plus Siakam had 26, 7, and 5 of his own. But besides them three, no one else could do too much. You know, Birch had a decent performance, 8.7 boards, 2 blocks. But Lowry, he had shot 1 for 10 this game, 0 for 8 from 3, really struggled to shoot the ball. He did have 7 boards, 9 assists on the night to counter that. But even Trent off the bench, 2 for 8, he couldn't shoot the ball. And um, the only other guys that played some minutes were Watanabe, Gillespie, and Flynn, um, you know, combining for 7 points altogether in about uh, 30 minutes of play, more or less. So, honestly, there wasn't a lot of support here, and it felt close until we kind of fell apart near the end of the game. How about Randall, Gabe, and his improvement? Uh, Honestly, I didn't think he could shoot the ball that well, uh, especially the three ball, five for seven. And OG was, to start the game, he was taking a a lot of steps off of him, uh, thinking that he he was going to kind of bump him on the inside, try to get easy buckets on the inside. But no, he was put, he was pulling up very off-bound shots that I didn't think he would make and that, that OG would want him to shoot. And he was making them. And I just felt bad for OG because he kept scoring. And, uh, and then every, and then every time he would press up too tight, Randall would just get to the inside and score the ball. So it was such a difficult guard, I feel, for OG. It was one of his, uh, poor defensive games, but, but I, I can say that he did do his part, obviously, on the offensive end with 27. So it can't just all be on him. Yeah, uh, he was honestly astonishing. He started off making like almost all of the points. Like he must have been like seven for eight near the start of the game. Like he was just shooting tremendously. I uh, felt like he couldn't miss when he was on the floor. The, the plan was literally get the ball out of his hands, double team him, give it to an open, ran, wide open guy, and it made the game very hard to you know keep up and get a lead because there were so many open shots for the Knicks playing that type of game because he really was the the guy you had to stop out there and his improvement is fantastic shooting the ball well attacking being aggressive he's learned how to do a lot of great things at his size yeah and then the Raptors obviously have the the lack of defensive rotations uh, not the obviously the best team in the NBA at that and then Nick Nurse's stubbornness with the double teaming still so there's a lot going on in that department yeah okay next game Raptors versus Cavaliers 112 to 96 Raptors win Started off the game strong, 33 to 23 in the first quarter. Then the second quarter, we only put up 16 points. Uh, we did manage to win this game, but it was confusing on how it was kind of close during the beginning of the game uh, at, at halftime, considering that they were without Colin Sexton, their key piece, the dog of their team, the reason that we struggle against this team. But they were without him, plus Larry Nance, Tarian Prince. They were losing a lot of big pieces here. And they didn't have any spectacular performances. They had uh, Garland on 13 points, 10 rebounds, 15 and 7 for Jared Allen. Uh, their best guy scoring the ball was Okoro, who put up 20 points, 6 boards, uh, 8 for 16 shooting. Um, but they didn't really have too many top performers. Meanwhile, the Raptors, they had Siakam put up 25. They had Ananobi, once again, 20 points. Uh, fantastic. Ananobi's been on this huge stretch of scoring, and this game it continued. And then Lowry, 9-5-10, and 10, you know, nice stat line, a little bit of everything there. And Flynn off the bench, 18 points, was a huge contribution. And even Watanabe with 9 points, 4-for-4 four four shooting. 
um, and Birch 14 points as well. I kind of, we had a little even distribution, I think, between the, the players a little bit more. Fred kind of slacked a little bit. He was three for 10, shooting only at eight points, six assists. But honestly, uh, we did come up with this one. It was good to get the win, a must-needed win. I think the funniest part of this game was that Kevin Love inbounding play, Adam. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think he was complaining about a play from from, from the previous play. I don't even know what it was. He was complaining. And then he got the ball in the inbound and just kind of like hammer-fisted it in inbounds. And I can't forget who it was. I think it was Malachi who... And then we ended up getting a a three because of it. Malachi, yeah, Stan, Stanley stole it and then gave it to Malachi for a three. And then Love apparently apologized in the media after the game saying that's not him and he was just upset uh, by the call. But that was a really weird play to make, in a, especially in the NBA game. It's pretty weird. Yeah, he didn't want to, like, he said he wasn't trying to disrespect uh, the, the game or something. It was just really weird. He just punched the ball and gave away the ball. Um, I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, it was weird, more or less. Um, so after that game, we run a back-to-back, and we had to verse the Brooklyn Nets again. And this time, they were without Bruce Brown, who was uh, one of the problems of the last game we versed them. But they did have Kevin Durant back. And we all know how much of an impact Kevin Durant can be. This game putting up 17 points, 10 boards, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 4 assists. Um, only took 7 shots and, and did that damage. Plus you had Jeff Green, who was becoming a sharpshooter. 22 points, 8 boards in the night. Uh, Irving didn't have to do too much, only nine, six, and four. He didn't even shoot the ball well, three for thirteen. But they had so many guys picking up numbers: Shamit fourteen, Harris sixteen, Johnson ten, Griffin seventeen, uh, Mike James closing out the game with eleven points and a spectacular run. Uh, they bet us one sixteen, one hundred three. We we took them the first time, but we couldn't do it the second time. We largely largely due to a fall apart in the fourth quarter, where they took a nice lead and they sustained it. They outscored us thirty six to twenty in that last quarter, and um. I don't know, Birch had a decent game, you know, 13 points, 14 boards. Uh, Siakam, 10 points, 7 boards, 2 for 16 shooting. 16 shots, he made 2 field goals on the night. Do you understand that, that the percentage that that is, Adam? Yeah, 12.5%, uh, Gabe. And uh, we have a little thing, me and Gabe, where uh, well, when it's under 25%, Gabe, what would you consider it as? Like a good night, bad night? like okay. that. 25, we kind of lowered it to 20 at some point, but if you have that low of a percentage, it is just an embarrassingly horrible performance. Like, it's not just like, oh, it's, it's a rough shooting night. Like, no, you just, like, you can't shoot the ball at all. Like, it's bad having you on the floor. You, it, it's hard to, even though you, you might have a bunch of assists and rebounds, it's hard to contribute when you're shooting that below 20%, and uh, assuming you have uh, more than, like, five or six field goals uh, attempted, it's just horrible. Even Van Vliet had a horrible shooting night. Four for 17, three for 12 from three. 11, six, and five was his stat line, and he played 42 minutes. Siakam, 35 minutes, two of the biggest minutes in their teams, and they were shooting the ball horribly. The only guys that came up to put numbers and shoot the, shoot the ball well was Lowry with 24.6 assists, eight for 14 shooting, and then Ananobi once again, 21 points, and he added six boards, six assists, and two steals. Um, Flynn had 13 points off the bench as well, and Watanabe, eight. But those two guys missing that many shots, it kind of balanced and, you know, was even worse than Kyrie missing a bunch of shots and maybe Shamit missing some shots. But we missed way too many opportunities this this game, and I think that pretty much sums up why we lost it. Yeah, we're getting the same performances every night with, usually with the Birch, with uh, around the double-double performance. You got Siakam, 
OG obviously playing playing very good, consistently putting up numbers, 20 plus or 15 plus. He, he's doing his job every night on offense, especially. And then Siakam, we're getting like a Jekyll and Hyde performances here. Uh, one night 10 points, horrible shooting. One night 30 points. Like there needs to be a sort of consistency where it just hits the the, the 20 mark, uh, a plateau that 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 he needs to hit. Just 20 points every night on a, on efficiency, very efficient shooting. And, and with a couple of assists, I'll be very happy with that from him. Freddie, I don't know if it's the hip hip injury. I don't want to make excuses for the guy, but he's been shooting horrible of late, and he just hasn't been himself. Uh, Lowry has stepped up to the plate huge here. He looks looks more energetic. He looks like he wants uh, to help the team try to make this push to the playoffs. And then we're seeing Flynn and Watanabe uh, play really well off the bench. And then the rest, uh, Gillespie has had a couple tough games here of late. Johnson, you know my opinion about that guy, Gabe. He just he he, he should be gone next season. Let's leave it at that. Okay. And then DeAndre Bembry is is kind of in and out of the lineup. So that it's just the same performances which we aren't getting the results of in these games. Yeah, and to finish it off on the games we've missed, we are recording this Friday, April 30th. So the final game was the Denver Nuggets game last night, and we lost that one, 121 to 111. That means that in the past six games we went three and three once again. That uh, 50, you know, that, that 500 level, win three, lose three. You win one, you lose one. But the problem is we're not gaining ground like that because the Wizards are winning games. The Bulls have won some games, lost some games, but we're sitting a little bit outside of the playoff spot, which we're going to talk about. But, you know, we lost this game 121 to 111. Um, the Raptors, Ken Birch had 20 points, career high, and nine rebounds, four assists, two steals and a block, eight for 10 shooting. Very good game from Birch. Siakam didn't put up numbers once again. 11 points, 5 boards, 5 for 11 shooting. Uh, Malachi Flynn, starting this game, had 16 points, 6 boards, 4 assists, 6 for 9 shooting. Decent game from him, I would say, uh, in the sense of putting up the numbers. That's like the numbers we like to see from him. But he had 6 turnovers, which was uh, very uh, deadly to this this team. And then Ananobi putting up the numbers. And Lowry, like we talked, like we said, both those guys were putting up good numbers. 25 for Ananobi, 20 for Lowry, and Lowry had seven assists contributing as well and five boards. The one thing I have about this game uh, that I have a problem with with Ananobi was he put up very good numbers. I think he was about five for 10 shooting at halftime, uh, I think 19 points. And then the second half, a total, total, total collapse. He must have went three for 11 in the, the second half, couldn't make a shot of his life, depended on it, missed shot after shot. Uh, giving plays away, turning the ball over, being lazy on defense. He looked like extremely tired and dead. I don't know if it's the, the minutes that he had in the first uh, half and the, the shots that he put up. I don't know. The excuses always were in Denver and the altitude's different. People get tired. But it was disgusting to see him collapse like that in the second half because I really feel like we could have won this game and it was an important game to win considering uh, De- Denver sits at fourth in the West and we desperately need that playoff spot. We needed him and... He shut down in the second half, and then the bench, obviously, was no addition as well. Watanabe had 5 points in 18 minutes. Bembry had 4 points in 13 minutes. Hood, 12 minutes, no points. Gillespie, 12 minutes, 4 points. And Johnson, uh, 10 minutes, 6 points, but that was all in garbage minutes at the end. Harris, 5 minutes, no points. Uh, so it comes to the conclusion that uh, we're really struggling without Gary Trent on the bench. The scoring, we're, we're just not having it. There's not really... Looking at it, there's there's Bembry, who could be considered a playmaker at times, but there's no literally guy that can put up put up consistent points and playmake off the bench, and and that's where Gary Trent we're missing him as he's been sitting out uh, with his left leg contusion, and it's really it really sucks because the the bench like there's a lot of good players on the bench, Watanabe, 
uh, Gillespie and there's there's guys that can, that can score the ball if given to them and set up, but they need to be set up. They're not guys that can come down and ISO. So they're really struggling without that playmaker. I feel. Yeah, I agree with you there. So uh, this game was pretty much a absolute collapse in the fourth quarter. Um, it was close. We were what down by uh, two? I think at the end of the third quarter, eighty-seven, eighty-five. I think. Yeah, but um, then there was a twenty-three-two run or something. Yeah. There was a 22-3 to three run at the start yeah. of the fourth quarter. Tell me how that happens. You are with, you're down two. Um, your bench unit starts the fourth quarter, misses a couple shots. I think it was like a 6-8-0 or eight oh run. Then Nurse puts in the starters, and they don't score either. They're jacking up shots. It's a big pressure that we need to make a bucket here. We need to make a bucket, and guys keep missing. Ananobi struggles to hit a shot. Lowry can't, is jacking up shots, not making them. Uh, Siakam, the same thing, and your team goes on a 22-3 to run to start the fourth quarter. You blew the game out of reach at the start. There's no coming back from a, a huge, huge, huge turnaround like that to start the quarter. It's it's drastic, and that was the reason we lost the game. It only became a, within a 10-point game near the very end because of the bench. But, yeah, we lost the game for that reason. Um, Jokic had a great performance, 19 points, 11 boards. Uh, you know, pretty solid as he always does. He didn't have to play too much, only 28 minutes. Um, Michael Porter Jr. was the real shooting problem. He had 23 points, 7 boards, 8 for 19 shooting, 3 blocks. Those two were the main scorers. They had a bunch of other guys in double digits, but uh, to start the game, I think those were the two guys that cost us, and then the fourth quarter collapse sums it up, and that can't happen if we want to make the playoffs. That's totally right. Like, how do you just come out come out like that in that fourth quarter? You know you have to have a, a big quarter. Uh, the playoffs really is on the line. Yeah, you see it coming down to the final games here and then just have that collapse. It's just happening time and time again, and it's just ridiculous. But moving on to a more positive topic, we got Yuta Watanabe and Freddie Gillespie. They're, they signed for the team for good. Uh, Yuta, Gabe, I think was two years, you said, right? Yeah, two-year contract there, uh... The price, I think, wasn't originally disclosed, but now it appears that it, it might be like a, a million and a half or somewhere around there for next year, and this year is, is not too much. Um, that was Yuta Gillespie, I think, as well as like a two-year, like this year and the next year is kind of how they do it because they were on two-way contracts. They give them a yeah. real contract for this year and the next year, so Gillespie was roughly the same. Um, those two guys looking like decent pieces for our future. You know, I, I like what I've seen from them at times. The consistency obviously isn't fully there, but I think they do have... Um, a bright side in their technicalities. You know, Yuta's a work, uh, basically like a workhorse. He just runs both ends of the floor. He makes the three ball in the corner. He's getting a little bit of a mid-range uh, game and uh, super works super hard defensively. And Gillespie, that bruiser, that inside body, blocking shots, they both have a, a usefulness to them that we have for this team. But like you said, I think they're still missing that piece of the offensive production off the bench. Yeah, I think they're 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 both great great players. I mean, Yuta could be a bit stagnant at sometimes with the scoring and and is very unselfish. Uh, Gillespie has to kind of work on his inside game, but if you put good players around these guys, they they can be just as good. Like they're they're very good players, found like good pieces. They're they're very good pieces, and I think the Raptors do benefit by signing these two guys. I mean, for the rest of the season, we do need them, obviously. And uh, they've shown they've shown improvement. They came out of nowhere. I think Freddie Gillespie was in D three, then he went to D one, then to Baylor, and then to Toronto, the G League, and then Toronto. So he had a kind of a long career too. And then Yuta, obviously coming from the G League Memphis, and then and then coming here. So these guys have have kind of been through the been through the works and getting here. So they understand how it's like. And uh, yeah, they've waited their turn, and, and they totally deserve it. 
Yeah, they they've actually they they've climbed the ranks here. They worked hard, uh, and I, I congratulate them for being offered contracts. Um, they they worked really hard to get here, like you said. And now it's just a matter of playing consistently off the bench. They know that they're going to be given minutes. Yuta has proved himself to be reliable uh, for the most part off the bench. He's looking at that maybe uh, eighth man spot. Ninth man spot around there, but he gets his minutes. And with Baines out of the rotation, Gillespie has secured a bit of a spot there off the bench as well as a bruiser. So they know they're going to get their minutes. Now it's about being confident in that time and trying to be able to produce as much as possible. So, you know, we're, we're encouraging them to do their best here and uh, we'll see what happens next year as well. Yep. Now moving on, I think another attachment uh, to the issue uh, with the bench scoring, Chris Boucher goes down with an injury. And, and it's really going to impact the team in a lot of ways. He got an MCL sprain in his left knee. Gabe, how does this really impact the team in these final nine games, especially? And, and it just, it's just such a tough loss for the team. Don't get me started, man. Um, it's a tough injury. Uh, we know that he had a knee, I think it was an ACL tear back in like his college days. And right now, with no timetable on his return, it's going to be a huge, huge, huge downside to these last couple of games here. Um, because we need him. You know, his bench scoring has always been huge for us. Uh, being able to stretch the floor at the center position. You know, we've seen Birch make a couple threes here and there. Gillespie doesn't have that ability. Um, but Boucher was great stretching the floor, getting the center out of the paint, scoring, put back dunks, offensive rebounds, pick and, uh, pick and roll game. He's had a lot of versatility and he's really stepped up this year. He was a huge piece and a huge, uh, secret weapon that we've had. So it's really disappointing seeing him out, especially if we do um, make the playoffs that probably won't, but let's say if we happen to make the 10th, the 10th seed in the play-in tournament, we would really need someone like him in that tournament. Um, so it's a huge loss for us. Hopefully he gets better soon and it's nothing too serious that it doesn't affect, uh, you know, next season or something drastic like that. Yeah. He's one of those guys that has a motor kind of like Siakam in his, in his rookie season. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just, it's really going to hurt the team uh, in terms of bench scoring and yeah, it's, he's one of those guys that, that you really miss him uh, when you don't have him and uh, you really appreciate what he brings to the floor. Moving on, Ken Birch and Malachi's improvement and their kind of production on the floor. What, what have you seen from these two, Gabe? And these, these two have kind of been really the bright spots of the team moving forward here. Yeah, I, I've been saying it, you know, for a couple of games now, you know, we, me and Adam watch the games together. I've loved what I've seen from Ken Birch so far. Uh, his versatility at the big man position, being able to control the ball, being able to dribble it if he has to, get out of sticky situations. He can put the ball on the floor. He can dribble. He can drive and kick. Um, he can take it on the floor if he wants. His passing game is, is actually quite impressive for a big man. He finds a lot of the good passes, and he can make passes. Uh, it helps the offense flow a lot better when he sets a pick, drives hard to the rack, and can either catch an oop or can catch it on the floor and throw in a huge dunk and use his athleticism to get... Uh, a nice stretched layup, or even pass the ball to the corner, and even hitting that three ball as of recent, adding another arsenal to his yeah. game. I just have seen so much upside to him in terms of his defense blocking shots, his aggressiveness, the athleticism. There's so much that we can do with him right now, and I feel like him being a little bit younger and uh, more athletic than, let's say, someone like Serge and Mark, I see a lot of upside in that pick-and-roll game with Kyle Lowry. We've already seen those alley-oops that we haven't seen in in a long time. I think that it's very fantastic to watch. And then Malachi Flynn off the bench has been a good scoring option for us. Uh, seems that he comes alive in those fourth quarters, fourth quarter Flynn. Um, the catch and shoot game seems to be something that still needs to be worked on a bit, but I think that he's getting a little more comfortable playmaking, right? Would you say that, Adam? 
Yeah, for for sure, setting up different guys to score, and uh, yeah, and I think he's he's just become more confident. When you get the minutes, I think you just become more confident as it is, and you can see the look in his eye when he plays. Uh, he's a lot more confident just shooting the ball, uh, a lot a lot more confident defending guys. He he looks to make plays now, not to just be that vanilla and just and just pass it to another guy. He's uh, he, he's looking good. He's he's pretty looking good. And as well, his pick-and-roll game, right? That's been a little more confident. You see him getting to the rack more, taking a lot more shots, driving, being aggressive with it. And games where the team knows uh, he's hot, they're feeding him. They're not scared to feed him the ball anymore and let him take some tough shots. I, I can't remember. I think maybe it was the Brooklyn game where yeah. they were feeding him the ball a lot at the fourth quarter and letting him drive to the rack and make some tough layups, maybe even the Denver game as well. Yeah, he's he's fearless. He's he's not scared to shoot the ball, and that's how he has to be to kind of really make an impact on his team. Because because the spots are open right now. We got Trent injured. We got Boucher injured. Uh, the, yep. the minutes are going to be there. So he he just has to perform, and and he's been doing that. So uh, I have I have no complaints from Flynn and Birch. Yeah, like you said, he's been an upside, and he's one of the guys I want to consider untouchable right now for the Raptors because. I really want him to stay for a while because I really think Toronto is a great fit for him. He plays the game the right way. He plays hard. He's starting to shoot the three ball now, which I didn't even know he could shoot until he made a couple here. And, uh, yeah, even his passing is underrated. He's got a lot of good things. And uh, and he's big enough, obviously, to play the center position. He's very mobile. There's so many good things about Ken Birch. I, I really like that guy. I agree. And then moving on to the playoffs. Right now, I'm feeling it's a wrap. I don't want to be too down on the team, but being optimistic, we might have a chance. But right now, I think it's a wrap with Washington really heating up, winning games. And then the Raptors' remaining schedule is the other issue. Uh, Gabe, if you, if you want to read out the final games, uh, we have a very tough uh, remaining schedule here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, right now, I guess to just give some qualifications here, um, the Bulls have lost today. The Wizards have won. That makes them, I believe, three games up from us. So that is a horrible position with about nine games left. The Raptors play the number one seeded Utah Jazz. Uh, obviously, the Lakers now having Davis and LeBron returning. The Clippers being, I believe, the third seed in the West. Then we have to verse the Wizards, which could shift the seeds a little bit. Um, the Grizzlies, but then once again, the Clippers, the Bulls, which also is some shifting. Dallas Mavericks and the Indiana Pacers. Um, there's some... Some interesting games there, some games that are must-wins, like the Wizards and Bulls, and then there's a lot of top seeds. But, Adam, like you mentioned before, the Wizards have a tough schedule of their own, if you'd like to read that. The Wizards have the Mavericks, the Pacers, the Bucks, the Raptors, which is going to be a decisive game here. Uh, the Pacers again, uh, back-to-back versus the Hawks, the Cavaliers, and then the Hornets. So they do have some tough games themselves. But it all comes down to, I think, the game against the Bulls and the game against the Wizards. Those two are really going to be, I think, the breaking point. We have to come up with a couple upsets along the way, obviously. Yes. And I think at least a 7-2 and two or 8-1 or and one record in the last nine games. Uh, and it's very, it's very difficult, but that's what I think has to be done uh, for us to, to make that 10 seed. Yeah, I'm thinking, honestly, it seems like virtually impossible. Like, you have to have a huge swing. You need the Wizards to lose games. They're versing... Uh, quite a bit of tough teams, so you just have to hope that they lose a lot, a lot of games, go below 500 for sure, and then we need to definitely go above 500 by quite a bit. Um, I think there's possible winnable games. You know, Kawhi Leonard's been injured for for quite a bit. If you can snag some game off the Clippers, 
Um, the Lakers are now back at full strength, but they are first. They haven't played together too much. You know, Drummond, Davis, LeBron. If you can find a way to catch an upset there, and we have a nice game, that's always an advantage. And then definitely the decisive games, like we said, the Bulls and the Wizards are huge swing games. And then Gabe, I'll let you take care of this one because because you brought it up, but. You say Malachi and Freddie Gillespie. That video went viral. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much, it looks like in the, during the Raptors practice, uh, a little bit of rookie hazing. Kyle Lowry tells the boys, Malachi Flynn, the rookie, and obviously Gillespie. This is his first year. He went undrafted, uh, then went to the G League, and kind of ended up at our team. Uh, he made them sing "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus, and that video was on all of the uh, sports pages on Instagram and stuff. And we had it on our own Rapsville page. That was funny, hearing them sing a little bit. And uh, Gillespie's got a little bit of dance moves. And the team got a little bit of height. I liked seeing some of the chemistry and behind-the-scenes stuff. Seeing Gillespie fit in with the team and uh, kind of feel a little more involved. And get get the morale up in the team. Obviously, it's not the best time uh, where we're currently sitting in this horrible position. 12th seed, we haven't been here in uh, ages. So it's nice seeing at least the team bond a little bit, maybe looking towards the future, because obviously Kyle Lowry is an unknown situation here, but we do have this young core that wants to stick together, right? Yeah, I think the young core uh, really works well with each other. Uh, Siakam, obviously, and Freddie, great friends. Everyone kind of connects there, and they're all pretty good guys. There's not much uh, dramatic guys, I feel, on the team. I, don't, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't even name one, to be honest. No hotheads or anything. Yeah, just a bunch of low-key guys just wanting to play and uh, get the job done. And, and they're all looking for the win. Obviously, they haven't had uh, enough chemistry or as much skill this season. Um, but I do think that the, all the characters, there's no personality uh, difficulties on the team going forward. I think they're all really nice guys. Yeah, and they seem to have a lot of fun, as we've seen in that video. All right, I think that's pretty much it, guys. We just wanted to give you the, the recap of what you guys have missed. Um, but we're going to be banging out season three very soon. We're going to be getting at it. Uh, definitely DM us on Instagram at Brapsville if you guys want in on this new season to be a guest. We'll see who else we can get on this podcast. Maybe some friends of ours, uh, obviously listeners as well. Maybe even some special guests if we can get our hands on them. But we will see. We hope you enjoyed. As always, that's us signing out. Peace. Peace.